get some insights in the news shaping the markets. And for that, we welcome in Hugh Roberts, head of analytics at IQ at Quant Insights. Thank you for being here. So what are you thinking about the market? I mean, we're now into February. We've had a pretty good run in 2023. Um, what's on your mind? Um, so if you remember, Nicole, we look at things exclusively from a macro perspective and exclusively from a quantitative perspective. No opinions, no humans, just a, a smart machine. Uh, and the machine turned more constructive on U.S. equities at the end of last year. Uh, macro model value for S&P, NASDAQ, uh, Russell all sort of started to turn higher. Um, and what changed was that uh, 2022 is all about the Fed and financial conditions. And the driver of our model now is more about real economy stuff. It's about tracking GDP growth. It's about industrial metals, proxy for China demand. And I think that maybe squares the circle in terms of people scratching their head about price action in the last week in the aftermath of the Fed, in the aftermath of that uh, strong payrolls number. The, the simple version is, is that economic growth um, has been decent, that the uh, potential for a soft landing has increased, uh, and that is good for, for equity markets. Uh, and that's why macro model value for us has been kind of ticking generally higher. Right, understood. So at this point now, uh, we have a united front from Fed speakers. You had uh, Williams, Waller, Kashkari, Cook, all sort of echoing what we've heard from Jay Powell, that they have more work to do to tame inflation. Um, you noted GDP growth. Um, we saw inflation actually in China come down a little bit. How does this all fit into the macro environment? As you said, um, the, the computers are showing a better environment, more constructive at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think um, your question is bang on, because if we had this barrage of Fed speak last year, then our model value would have been going lower because it was measures of financial conditions. It was real yields. It was the strength of the dollar. All that stuff were the key drivers of the S&P, of the NASDAQ. Um, but the key drivers have changed. They've changed from financial conditions um, to the real economy. So, yeah, we've seen a big repricing at the front end of the bond market. Uh, we've taken out some of the rate cuts um, at the back end of this year. Um, we're now even flirting with a slightly higher terminal rate, north of 5%. So the market's kind of repriced more in line with the Fed. But at the moment, offsetting that is the fact that the economic data has been decent. Um, so those two forces are kind of moving against each other. And that's what the smart machine does. It kind of like weighs up the, the headwinds coming from the Fed and the tailwinds coming from the real economy. Um, the one point I would make is that at the moment, the battle between those two conflicting forces is small upside. So the model is showing um, improved, higher model value for the S&P. But the actual move in the S&P has moved slightly ahead of that. So we actually have S&P, NASDAQ, all these things are slightly rich. So we've just got that conflict going on at the moment. Does it uh, give you any look at earnings or future earnings potential for companies, how well they may or may not do based on whatever no, a, metrics you look at? Yeah, we're actually going to um, add that. We're, we're constantly looking to update our models, do more work, um, uh, to add new variables. And the next one we're going to add actually is um, one year forward uh, EPS for the S&P 500, which will capture broad corporate profitability, if you like. Uh, we don't have that yet. So the only way I could answer that question right here, right now, would be that 
the state of the US economy will ultimately reflect whether earnings are improving or deteriorating. So really it's about economic growth that underpins corporate profitability. And obviously the numbers, you know, especially the payrolls number last week, jobless claims today, suggest that for now the labor market is, is holding in there. So the, the recession call that was kind of consensus at the beginning of the year is may ultimately be proved to be correct, but it looks like it's not gonna be imminent, it's maybe delayed a bit. Right. And so with that, you mentioned the tight labor market that we've seen and all the jobs being created and jobless claims only rose a little bit for this past week, to your point, Hugh. Um, at this point, I wonder how the consumer will continue to react. We've seen them shopping. I mean, they've maybe downgraded where they shop or maybe they spend a little less at a restaurant or things like that. But for the most part, they're still spending. And as you well know, consumer spending is basically two thirds of GDP. Yeah. Where do you see yeah. the consumer and how they're feeling? Yeah, so I think the key for that is the risk of being slightly circular is back on the labor market. Because, you know, I think while people still have jobs, then they don't become distressed sellers. You know, they don't have to downsize in terms of accommodation or they don't have to you know, really cut back on discretionary spending. Um, so if the labor market can hold in, then I think your point is bang on. You'll just see tweaks to consumer behavior. Um, we know already that you know they've people have consumed all the goods they wanted during lockdown. They bought as many devices as they could possibly handle. And the shift has been towards more experiences, you know, travel and, and eating out um, for the lower kind of quartile uh, of the consumers, you know, they may have to downgrade a little bit as they work through their savings um, and you know, all the stimulus money that was received over the last couple of years. But the key point really to answer that question is what happens to the labour market? If people can hold on to their jobs, then I think it will be about tweaks to behaviour rather than wholesale changes. Yeah. Good to see you. Hugh Roberts, thanks for being with us, Head of Analytics IQ at Quant Insights. Thank you, Hugh. Cheers.